are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Deb Johnston to answer our medical questions. Dr. Johnston's specialty is family medicine. She works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Johnston. Good morning, Laura. Good to see you today. It's been a little while with it our has. holiday break and it things has. happening. So happy 2024. Yes, and to everybody out there too, happy 2024. Yeah. It's hard to believe that's 24 already. Yes, I haven't written it that many times yet, but it's so yeah, not, not quite my thing yet, but we're, we'll get there. It'll probably be July before right. I'm consistently writing right. 24. It just kind of works that way. Can you believe that we are four years from the pandemic or into the pandemic or four years. Isn't that something? Yeah, 2020. So here we are in 2024. That's Mm -hmm. right. We were just starting to really hear about this strange new illness in China and thinking that it might not spread. So Mm -hmm. how much we've learned, how much we've been through. Yeah, it is crazy when we pause and think about some of the the measures we took and the changes yes. we made and yep. um, and how much we didn't know about the virus and mm-hmm. how much more we know now and yeah it's a very different world yeah i was recently thinking about when they did the uh the vaccine oh, days yes where yes, what was it i think out at the swift towel yeah. and we pe- volunteers were there and hundreds of people could go get their vaccines all in one day when yes. it was available and all yeah. the efforts and all the things. All the work yeah. people put into that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's nice to be nice to be in a much better place. Right. Where it's not such a scary disease. It still kills way too many people. But um, it's nice to know we have some treatments that we know work and we have some prevention strategies that we know work. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this morning, Dr. Johnston, we are going to talk about the very important topic of sleep. Sleep and sleep apnea. Yes. Yes. And why is that such an important topic? Well, <laughs> sleep is is fundamental. If you don't sleep, it it affects so many different facets of your life, your physical health, your mental health, your relationships. Uh, sleep is just incredibly important. And uh, sleep apnea is very important. Sleep apnea is a physical disorder that keeps you from breathing well while you are asleep and thus uh, you tend to wake up over and over and over again without necessarily realizing that you're waking up. You just have to wake up enough to start breathing again Mm -hmm. and uh, for some people that can happen literally a hundred times a minute that Mm. they stop breathing in their sleep and have to wake up a little and uh, as I like to remind my patients you know they torture people by not letting them sleep. (laughs) So if you are not sleeping well because of sleep apnea or some other reason, that can be a very serious condition. Sleep problems, I mean, insomnia is an incredibly common problem that people have. And, um, you know, that is different from sleep apnea, although they can coexist. But people often want, oh, I need a sleeping pill. I take Tylenol PM every night. And by the way, that's just Tylenol with Benadryl. Benadryl is the secret ingredient there, um, which is okay for most people for the occasional night, but it's not a great way to, to try to get to sleep. And unfortunately, 
for most people, the best treatment we have for insomnia is actually kind of changes in your habits, changes in your routine, changes in uh, how you approach sleep. Um, the medicines tend to not work as well over time, and they're mm-hmm. not certainly not a panacea. You have to work on those, those non-medicine things. Remind us, Dr. Johnston, what are some of those things we should be doing to help Uh, assist us in falling asleep and staying asleep? Yes. Uh, And you're going to know people who break every single one of these rules and sleep peacefully and are rested. But the more trouble you have with sleep, the more important it is that you adhere to these guidelines. Um, So number one is a consistent schedule. Mm -hmm. So this is how shift workers often really struggle with, but you want to go to bed at about the same time. You want to get up at about the same time every day. Uh, You want to avoid naps because I I love naps. You know, that's one of those things as you get older, the things that were punishments in childhood are rewards in adulthood. And, And naps are certainly one of those for me. But people that have sleeping troubles need to cut out those naps. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to have a dark, quiet, comfortable bedroom. Um, so you don't want to try to fall asleep to the TV because, you know, even if you're not watching and you've got your eyes closed and you've got the sound off, those the intensity of the light flickers mm-hmm. and that alerts your your brain, your sleeping brain, to something has changed. Um, noise especially white noise is okay that the sound of a brook or the rain or something like that that's consistent again your brain just doesn't want to know that something's changing uh so unfortunately the radio bob plays a a nice fast rock song with a big heavy beat and then he switches to some lovely love ballad that's very peaceful and and soothing and then he comes on and with his energetic voice and your poor brain all night long just isn't knowing what's going on so you want to have that bedroom quiet and dark and a comfortable temperature maybe a little on the cool side Um, no screens screens before bedtime really get your brain activated so you know how many of us fall asleep looking watching tiktoks or or something else on our phone reading the news scrolling scrolling social (laughs) media and that is just kind of keeping your brain wired so a physical book is okay but but try not to read on on your devices or do other things on your devices um that regular schedule we talked about, avoiding the screens, a regular bedtime routine can be helpful. Mm, That's mm -hmm. especially important for kids so that they know what to expect. Um, You want to have, um, you want to have an association with your bedroom with sleep. So you don't want to be doing other things that you could do somewhere else in bed. So I love reading in bed. Mm -hmm. But if I had trouble sleeping, I'd need to get out and sit in the chair. And then when I got sleepy, 
mm-hmm. go to bed and mm-hmm. lie down in bed. Um, avoiding caffeine too late in the evening. Uh, for some people, that means that they can't have any coffee after afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some people, it means that they can't have much caffeine at all because they're just more sensitive to it. Um, avoiding alcohol in the evenings. A lot of people will take a nightcap to help them fall asleep. But the problem with that is it, it keeps you out of the deeper stages of sleep. So mm-hmm. avoid that alcohol. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting some of those. These are a lot of, of really it's a l- helpful tips. And it's a things lot you don't of information. Think about or yes. things you might know. You're like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and, and like you said before, not everything works for everyone, right? We all have to kind of figure it out. Yes. Although, you know, all of these guidelines are kind of fundamental things. Mm-hmm. It's just that some people don't have very much trouble and they don't need to adhere to those things or they don't need to adhere very closely. But the more trouble you're having, the more important it is to follow those sleep hygiene rules. Mm-hmm. For our oldest, he was he was the best at going to sleep, <laughs> just the best. We just had our routine and um, did our little, you know, the the changing and the feedings and all the little things that we do. And we'd finish it off with singing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. And we wouldn't even make it through the song. And he'd be in his own bed by himself just falling asleep. Oh, it was the Laura, most you were so lucky. wonderful thing. <laughs> and then we had our second child. <laughs> And we just never really figured it out. Uh, <laughs> Tried a lot of things, but I, just couldn't quite figure out the I, way to put her to bed. So. I can't tell you how many nights I spent in the bedroom with my daughter singing 99 bottles of juice on the wall. <laughs> and I am quite certain that I fell asleep every time before she did. Yes. And I, usually that was somewhere around the 35th bottle of, of orange juice. Yes, so. yes, <laughs> yeah. So even when we're kids, we know that little little people we have these little people that we know their sleep is so important and as as we age of course it changes and it's important for us as well yes absolutely the amount of sleep you need changes um, but the need for sleep is constant yeah well let's go to our first break we thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address 605-692-1430. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Lung cancer is the leading cause of cancer death in the United States. Cigarette smoking is the number one cause of lung cancer, but it can also be caused by other forms of tobacco like pipes and cigars or breathing secondhand smoke or being exposed to asbestos or radon. We also are concerned with people who have a family history of lung cancer. Lung cancer symptoms may include coughing that gets worse and doesn't go away, chest pain, shortness of breath, wheezing, and coughing up blood. Other illnesses that can cause these these symptoms should be investigated as well. If you have any symptoms, talk to your doctor. For help to quit smoking, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW or visit cdc.gov slash quit. Your provider at the Avera Medical Group is a good resource to discuss lung symptoms. Call 697-9500 for an appointment. 
Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth and Prairie Doc physician Deb Johnston is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call with your questions at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. Our Prairie Doc topic this week, we're talking about sleep. And before the break, Dr. Johnston was giving us some great reminders and recommendations for helping us fall asleep and get a good night's sleep. Dr. Johnson, I wanted to follow that up with, what if we we fall asleep? We're doing good. But then, you 2 a.m. You up in the middle 2 of 30 the 2.30 a.m., whatever yes. time. You're awake. You're and awake. You know you shouldn't be. You're yes. not done. What, <laughs> You're not done. What do, so, what do you recommend for I recommend times? that you get up and do something boring. Okay. Don't, don't lay there getting frustrated because you're not falling asleep. That's uh, another one that I neglected to mention earlier. Turn the clock around if you have trouble sleeping so that you can't just keep looking at that clock and getting more and more frustrated that another 10 minutes has gone by and you haven't fallen asleep yet. So turn it around so that you can't do that. If you're laying there for a while and you can't get back to sleep or you can't get to sleep in the first place, get up and do something boring. I like to recommend folding laundry, but some people can't can't leave that task half done. You need to have something that you can leave half done. Mm-hmm. So for some people, it's, oh, I'm going to pull out my kid's physics, physics book and read that. And for some people, it's, you know, I'm going to do a crossword puzzle or just something that's not, maybe a crossword puzzle is a bad example, mm-hmm. something that's not really going to engage your brain. Do not, whatever you do, do not turn on the TV mm-hmm. because you will sit there and you will say, I can't believe somebody made this movie. This movie <laughs> is so stupid. I can't believe I'm watching this movie. This movie is so stupid. Why would they spend money on this movie? I can't believe I watched that whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> then you didn't sleep you and you didn't watched sleep a stupid and movie. You watched a stupid movie. <laughs> so do not turn on the TV. Everybody in here is laughing and all looking guilty because we have all done that. Yes. So do not turn on the TV. Um, You know, some people find it very helpful to do some repetitive, you know, the whole counting sheep thing. Mm -hmm. Um, That never worked very well for me. Progressive relaxation where you lay there and kind of concentrate on, okay, now I'm relaxing my toes and now I'm relaxing my feet and just kind of ascend up there and and concentrate on relaxing your body. Um, So there are some little tricks and techniques like that that can be helpful and then stop and think about why did I wake up at two o'clock in the morning Um, am I drinking so much that I'm having to get up it's normal for people to get up once at night to go to the bathroom more than that can mean especially if you're a gentleman of a certain age that that prostate is becoming a problem Uh, it can mean that that bladder doesn't stretch as well as it should it can be your medicines that we're giving you and maybe we can adjust the timing of some of those medicines so um, there's a lot of things that can disrupt your sleep okay good Good ideas for if we're waking up in the middle of the night, what, yes. we, what we might try. Well, we're going to go to our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. Prairie Doc programs are available as a podcast. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following 
following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Frostbite is a type of injury caused by freezing. It leads to a loss of feeling and color in the areas it affects, usually extremities, such as the nose, ears, cheeks, chin, fingers, and toes. Frostbite can permanently damage the body, and severe cases can lead to amputation. Frostbite should be checked by a health care provider. Call 697-9500 to see your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Deb Johnston is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call with your questions at 605 692 1430. Dr. Johnson, it seems like melatonin is perhaps becoming more popular. I'm noticing it on the shelves in the store or on the end caps. I don't remember seeing it before, but maybe I'm just more aware of it. Uh, Tell me about melatonin. When is it helpful or useful? When is it not? So melatonin is um, essentially an oral version of a substance that your brain makes to help you figure out your circadian rhythm. So melatonin can be useful. I always have to have a a caveat that I tell people, you know, it's sold as a supplement, which means it is not regulated and overseen in the same way that um, medications that are prescribed or things that are sold as drugs like your Tylenol or your your Advil or your Pepsid or your Prilosec. Um, Basically, somebody has to go to the trouble of proving that this is dangerous before it can be taken off the shelves. And there's no Uh, no official process to analyze that medication and make sure that what is in it is what it says is in it and that there's not something unsafe in it. Because it's a supplement. Because it's a supplement, exactly. So Mm -hmm. long as they are careful about how they phrase what they put on the box and how they advertise it, they can say promotes healthy sleep, but they can't say treats insomnia. Mm -hmm. So you, you have all of those supplements, you have to be cautious about for those reasons. And that includes melatonin. Having said that, I suggest melatonin to an awful lot of people. Um, It can help you kind of regulate your sleep-wake cycle and your day-night cycle. Some people, I I rarely recommend people take more than about three milligram, and some sleep experts recommend a much smaller dose than that. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's not a lot of long-term data. I certainly use it in kids, and I gave it to that daughter of mine, Mm -hmm. (laughs) too, Mm -hmm. uh, when she was much younger. Um, But The long-term data, there's not a lot of long-term data in it. Um, But it can help you, especially if you seem to just have your days and nights mixed up. That can be a very complicated uh, situation, and it's good to have somebody kind of help you um, rearrange that. But melatonin can be something that kind of helps you. Okay, yep, it's bedtime, so... Mm -hmm. um, it's it can be useful and if it's a pure um, product it doesn't seem to have a lot of side effects that we've identified yet so okay I also want to ask you about 
um, watches. I feel like a lot of people now have these high-tech watches that will give us a lot of different data, including information about sleep, it sounds like. I don't have one, so I don't know all about them, but um, <laughs> I hear people saying, I got this much yeah, good yeah. sleep, this much poor sleep, uh, and all the data. Is that I, helpful, Dr. Dunstan? <laughs> You know, I don't really have a good answer to that question. Um, I don't know enough about how they take those measurements Mm -hmm. and what they're doing with that. Um, I know I'm always skeptical of the whole, oh, well, you can get your EKG on your watch. Really? It doesn't seem like that lines up with the way I understand physics. So um, I'm always a bit skeptical of that. um, But I certainly have patients who are very invested in it. And Mm -hmm. um, I'm not a good person to answer that question. Might be be a helpful tool, but might not be. Might, exactly. Might be a good question for our expert on on the show on Thursday night. Yeah, tell us more about your show Thursday night. Um, So we have a a woman from South Dakota, from Brookings here, who is actually a respiratory therapist. She teaches at the college, and then she does sleep studies. So she is one of the technicians uh, that will uh, be there with someone while they're having a sleep study and help uh, determine does this person have sleep apnea or some other sleep disorder and um, helps them with uh, CPAP and the masks and those kinds of things. And then we have a uh, pulmonologist who does a lot of um, sleep medicine and treating sleep apnea. So what what is a pulmonologist, Dr. Johnson? A Johnston? pulmonologist is a lung specialist. A lung, okay. Basically. Mm-hmm. So they treat a lot of different lung diseases, breathing diseases. Um, so sleep apnea is one of the things that they treat. Uh, they treat asthma. They treat COPD. They treat uh, help treat lung cancer and just anything that has to do with your lungs, the pulmonologists are there to help us. They help a lot in the hospital with critically ill people. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were certainly very, very busy uh, and very, very tired themselves mm-hmm. uh, earlier in the pandemic. Right. Yes. Okay. So let's talk more about a sleep study. If if you decide a sleep study is needed or your doctor says a sleep study is needed, what does that usually look like? So there are two basic types of sleep studies that we do. One is a home sleep study where you are sent home and shown how to apply sensors to your body and then you sleep in your own bed according to your own routine and uh, then that information that's recorded is sent in and um, the pulmonologist or sleep neurologist or the expert in sleep medicine uh, will analyze that and it will tell them what does your oxygen level do overnight because if you're not breathing right your oxygen level might drop Uh, what is the amount of effort you're putting in for that breath Uh, are you getting that breath Uh, what is the snoring like so um, they will analyze that after the fact 
an in-lab sleep study, on the other hand, is something like one of our guests helps people do, where you actually go to the sleep center and they wire you up with all kinds of, of different sensors that will watch your heart rhythm and it will watch how hard you're working to breathe and it will watch uh, what your brain waves are doing to tell us what stage of sleep you're in. And it's just a, a lot of things that they're watching. Uh, and then you sleep in the lab and your uh, sleep technology person, usually a respiratory therapy person, uh, will do some real-time interpretation of that. And if it is... Um, quote, if you quote unquote fail mm -hmm. uh, badly enough, they may even put on a mask for you um, and help find the right pressure uh, uh, to push the air into your lungs. And they will help find a good mask that is comfortable for you and that um, does the trick. Okay. So a couple different options that we have available either yes. in a lab or at home. And, and not everybody is a good candidate for home sleep studies. Mm -hmm. Some people need that um, more intense monitoring and more real-time feedback. And those, those in-lab studies also get reviewed by the pulmonologist or the, the sleep neurologist, the sleep expert. So it's not like the only way to get the expert to look at that is to do it at home. Mm -hmm. It's um, another layer. It's just that that technologist is there. And a lot of times for people, you can, you can kind of get everything taken care of in one night in an in-lab study. Okay. Well, it's time for us to go to our final break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Give us a call with your questions at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Did you know that someone in the United States has a heart attack every 40 seconds? A heart attack happens when a part of the heart muscle doesn't get enough blood. You might hear a heart attack called an MI, or myocardial infarction. The more time that passes without treatment to restore blood flow, the greater the damage to the heart muscle. If you have pain in your chest, call for help. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group. Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth and Prairie Doc Physician Deb Johnston is here to answer our medical questions. Before the break, Dr. Johnston was explaining to us what happens during a sleep study and some of the options to do that. Uh, Dr. Johnston, tell us more about what is sleep apnea? That is a really good question. Um, so sleep apnea, there's two different main types of sleep apnea. The far and away, the most common type is what we call obstructive sleep apnea. And this is a situation where when you sleep, for some reason, there's various reasons, but for some reason, your upper airway, your throat, collapses and it closes off and doesn't let that air move easily on and out, in and out. And it usually happens because um, your muscles relax mm -hmm. in sleep. And if you have large adenoids, large tonsils, uh, there's a variety of different places that that, um, that that obstruction can occur. 
you have to wake up, your body tries to breathe and tries to breathe and tries to breathe, and eventually it wakes, your brain has to wake up enough to restore that tone, and then you can breathe, and then you fall asleep again, and then the whole thing repeats, the whole process repeats. So this is where people will often So if you hear that at night from your partner, send them to their doctor because they probably need a sleep study and they may need uh, CPAP. So um, the other type of sleep apnea is something we call central sleep apnea. And this is far less common, um, but it involves the brain not sending the message to breathe to an individual. So um, you don't take that breath, but it's because that nervous system that controls everything we do isn't sending the message to take that breath. So that's a more complicated um, type of sleep apnea. Some people have a combination of the two. And some people with obstructive sleep apnea, as we correct that, um, we will find some central sleep apnea playing a role there too. Um, And usually if we often if we can correct their obstructive sleep apnea for long enough, their central sleep apnea also gets better. So um, it is a really important thing. You can imagine if somebody nudged you once a minute and never let you really get into a good deep sleep, how tired you would get. Um, And that is a dangerous situation. Uh, People with sleep apnea that's untreated have higher risks of car accidents. I think that makes sense to everybody. Mm -hmm. We've all probably had the experience of of driving when we were too tired and and being lucky to get home. But it also increases the risk of heart failure and strokes and all kinds, depression, mood disorders. It's uh, a major problem, and we do have solutions. So uh, I would really encourage anyone who wonders to talk to their doctor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're not just trying to stop snoring, but we're trying right. to prevent huge health we're, risks, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, your your partner may well appreciate it a lot because mm-hmm. uh, they they appreciate a quiet bedroom too. Um, but the important thing is protecting your well being and not just getting rid of the snoring, yeah. but to to help you be healthy. Thanks for all these great reminders today, Dr. Johnston, and hopefully we will all sleep well tonight. Yes, yes. (laughs) Well, before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. Join us this coming Thursday for a new live On Call with the Prairie Doc. Prairie Doc host, Dr. Deborah Johnston, with guest Renee Finney, instructor of respiratory care from SDSU, Department of Allied and Population Health, and Dr. Michael Pietala from Yankton Medical Clinic, will discuss sleep apnea. Watch the full episode this Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Time on South Dakota Public Broadcasting or on the Prairie Doc Facebook page. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. Visit www.prairiedoc.org.
www.prairiedoc.org. And look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Deb Johnston for joining us today. As Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people.